the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss and also Mr. Smith with us once again, bringing a scholarship to the program. (laughs) Brother Jerome Smith, we appreciate him being with us. In fact, uh, he's going to be starting out on this program with his usual insight. And, you know, he loves hermeneutics, and all of us should love it as well. Uh, and by the time he's through with us, all of us will be. How you doing, Mr. Smith? Very well, Pastor Moss. It's sure good to hear your voice again. Well, good to hear your voice. Uh, and what have you got on the table today? Well, I thought I'd give you and your audience a little surprise today. I was thinking uh, we've been studying John seven fifty two, where it says, They answered and said unto him, that's Nicodemus, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. And by Uh searching the scriptures, using cross-references and so on, we found out there were a whole bunch of prophets that arose out of Galilee. So those (laughs) four Jewish leaders at that time didn't know their Bibles as well as maybe they thought they did. (laughs) But in the process, I gave a list of reasons why we should use cross-references and uh, we're on the fifth reason now in order to receive guidance for daily living. And I was just thinking moments ago that there's a verse in the Psalms that is a real blessing. I learned of this first when I attended a conference in Wheaton, Illinois. the only time I ever was on the Wheaton College campus. It was uh, sponsored by Bill Gothard. You may have heard of him some years ago. Uh 
and he taught us a little lesson about Bible study. And boy, is it a good lesson. So I can't take credit for it. He's the one that shared it. But I've dug deeper since I was at that conference, and I found probably at least 100 examples of what he suggested. Mm. And you can't find these examples in a dictionary. You can't find them in a uh, concordance. The only place you can find them listed that I know about is in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge or Nelson's Cross-Reference Guide to the Bible or my newest work, The Ultimate Cross-Reference Treasury. And so I'm going to jump over to Psalm 910 for a moment and read you the verse and show you how it goes. It says, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Wow. Now that's a deep verse, Pastor Moss. Yeah, it's a very uh, truth in it. Yeah, very I'm encouraging. Show you two Bible study methods right off the bat that uh, people listening to the program, once they've heard it, they can use it anywhere they please the rest of their days as they read Scripture. One <laughs> method is to ask, what does the verse say about my responsibility? What does the verse say about God's responsibility? So reading Psalm 910, with that in mind, the first clause, I guess you could call it, and they that know thy name, that's my responsibility. will put their trust in thee, that's my responsibility. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them, that's God's responsibility, that seek thee, that's my responsibility. You see how that works? I'm telling you, it not only does it work, but it is powerful. It is a powerful verse. And, you know, in fact, the way you break it down uh, really allows you to uh, to get all of the uh, uh, biblical medicine, so to speak, right? It says yeah. that they that thy name will put their trust in thee. That's our part, right, is to trust him, regardless of what we're going through. And, I mean, Mr. Smith, it doesn't get better to hear that than at this time. So you found a wonderful verse. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. And I, I guess what it's saying, even though you, uh, we may feel forsaken, we're never forsaken of God. Is that correct? That's right. Now let me give you another example of that same study method to show it can be applied to many of your favorite verses. Psalm, I mean, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. That's my responsibility. And uh-huh. lean not unto thine own understanding. That's my responsibility. Okay. In all thy ways acknowledge him. That's my responsibility. And he uh-huh. shall direct thy paths. That's God's responsibility. You see how that yeah. goes? And yeah, so we I'm, can I'm, go through many other verses, but those two are significant enough and sharp enough that people just get the point. Now, there's much more in Psalm 910. Let me show you the other method of Bible study that's available in that verse. That, uh-huh. uh, this is probably the clearest verse to display it in all of the Bible that I've ever come across. And as I said, Bill Gothard mentioned it, so he gets the credit. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
If you look at it, there are cause-effect relationships in that verse. Uh-huh. So now, and they that know thy name, that's the cause. What's the effect? Will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them. That's the effect. That seek thee, that's the cause. Hmm. Now that take a little thinking to <laughs> make the wheels grind, see how it goes, but that's right there in that verse. Now, well, I tell you, it's the, just so uh, interesting, and, and like you say, these verses are very comforting. They don't need a whole lot of commentary, especially over in Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. I guess if you trust in him with all your heart, uh, you won't be worrying so much if you're placing your trust in him. That's right. Yep. And I, I guess no. the other one, you me with this one, which is, lead not into thine own understanding. Uh, what is that telling us? Yeah, we better not depend on our own thinking sometimes. We better pay attention to what God has to say about it. Yeah, and just because our plan didn't work, uh, we need to rely on his plan to work, I guess. It's some, it's some good stuff, yeah, Mr. That's good, Pastor Moss. You're right. Oh, goodness. So there's there's a whole lot more here, but uh, I thought I would just introduce that as an aspect of the practical value of reading and studying Scripture and getting genuine help and guidance from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, it, it tells you what to do, uh, what yeah. you've got to do and what you shouldn't do. Which, uh, wow. Now, here's, here's the practical application of that that you as a pastor can use, I'm sure. And that is, if you think about what it says in uh, Romans 12, 8, it says, Or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now, that verse is kind of a key to the rest of the layout in uh, Romans chapter 12, because each of those things, he that exhorteth, being the first one, he that giveth, second one, he that ruleth, that, that's Pastor Moss's job, uh, oh, with diligence. <laughs> he that showeth mercy, with cheerfulness, and so on. Each of those things is matched later in the chapter, item for item. And I won't go into all the details here on the air at this point, but if you own a copy of the New Treasury, you'll see where I direct you for each of those to the corresponding difficulty that each of these gifts presents for the can person who you, has the difficulty. Can I ask you a question uh, about um, uh, Romans uh, 12 and 8? Uh, this part here where it says, and shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now, I've never necessarily associated mercy with cheerfulness. What, what, is, what is that, exactly is that telling us, Mr. Smith? Well, that's telling you that a problem with those who need to show mercy, they need to <clears throat> remain cheerful because they get bogged down with all other people's troubles. <laughs> <laughs> but if we went, <clears throat> I guess I could click on it here on my computer and go <clears throat> right to that verse and share with you the... Well, 
Now, <clears throat> here's how it works. <clears throat> he that exhorteth. See the corresponding admonition in Romans 12, 12, and that reads, rejoicing in hope. Uh-huh. Patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Persons who wow. possess the gift of exhortation might find the study of the cause-effect relationships discussed at Psalm 9.10 very helpful. It is less offensive <clears throat> and more effective in counseling to approach a person's problem through a biblically defined root cause rather than to directly confront the effect in their life when attempting to lead them to a biblical solution to the problem. Now, for example, when you think of that Psalm 910, that they that know thy name will put their trust in these. So if you run across somebody, you've got a consul saying, you aren't putting your trust in the Lord. Well, if you tell them that, they're going to bristle up and they're going to say, well, who are you to tell me that I'm not trusting the Lord? <laughs> and so on. But if you find the root cause situation with those cause-effect relationships, you can address the other issue that's paired, and they'll resolve and solve the problem of the original issue. Well, I tell you what, Mr. Smith, when you slow us down like this, uh, looking at these verses this carefully, uh, it's amazing how much. A lot of things uh, uh, go on in your mind. I can see how. It can uh, uh, really uh, help a person a lot. Uh, uh, like you said, Romans 12 and 12, rejoicing in hope. And hope, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Smith, or, or, or tighten up my accuracy here. Uh, if you're hoping, you haven't really come up with a solution. So uh, how can you be encouraged to rejoicing in hope? Yeah, well, we have to dig into that one further. <laughs> That's a question I didn't anticipate, Pastor Moss. But, well, maybe I asked it, but you're rejoicing in hope, you know, because that's what we normally say when we're in trouble. I hope, I hope this, I hope that, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I'm rejoicing through <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it, you know. So and how then you let me give you another pointer here. Rather than provoke resistance to our help by confronting individuals directly about their lack of trust in God, it might be more effective to develop their knowledge of God's character. Okay. A knowledge of what which permits us to trust him. Wow. wow. The study of the cause-effect relationships relating to counseling problems would prove very fruitful. Mm -hmm. good well, 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 help us with this one, Mr. Smith. Help us with this one, especially with what's going on now. Uh, in the same verse, uh, uh, you know, looking at you, you slowing us and me down like this, uh, let's see the, the gems that are here. It says, patient in tribulation. Now, come on, Mr. Smith. Uh, <laughs> how are we going to be patient in the tribulation? Well, we have to know that God's will is going to ultimately be done. So we just hang in there knowing that his plan is going to work out and we'll come out on top. Right. Uh, we yeah. may have some troubles here and now, but we'll have victory at the end and maybe sooner than that. Yep. And I, and I guess the uh, the real answer to it is in this verse, right, the, the last part of it that you gave us, instant in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do a lot more praying, I guess, especially as you go through rough and difficult times. Yes. Wow. Now wow. let me just scroll down a little bit more where it says on exhortation, 
And then he that giveth or imparteth is the marginal reading in the King James Version. See the corresponding admonition at Romans 12:13. I'm reading off of Romans 12:8. He that exhorteth an exhortation. Next one, he that giveth. And, and the Romans 12:13 tells us distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. So notice distributing to the necessity of the saints would relate to he that giveth. Uh-huh. So the obvious close connection of the topic of Romans twelve thirteen, which I just read you, with the gift of giving supports the validity of these correspondences. And all the other ones tie in just like that, too. Well, Mr. Smith, I'm telling you, this is really some, some good stuff. Now, help us with this. And you have done a good job. <laughs> Romans twelve fourteen, right? Where it says, Bless them which persecute you. And says, yeah. Bless yeah. and curse yeah. not. Mr. Smith. Yep. I'm going to tie that right in. Because <laughs> okay. that ties right in with Romans 12, 8. It says, He that ruleth. But a person who's in charge, he that ruleth, whether it be the pastor or some other leader in the church, what's going to happen? Well, (laughs) the gift of ruling or administration prompts more than its fair share, I would say, I guess, of persecution Uh and, uh, and delineates the appropriate response. So this, this is no doubt the same as the gift of governments mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12, 8, which reads, And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles and gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. So well, there's a does, lot of tie-in across the scriptures on these themes. Wow. Tell, tell us this, Mr. Smith. How does your... Uh, blessing them which persecute you. How does that look? You're being persecuted and you bless them. What 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 does that entail? Well, it actually ties into what Jesus said in the Beatitudes somewhere, too. And uh, if you're being persecuted, you don't have to be nasty and uh, ill-mannered in return. The best right. way is to, to treat them kindly and sincerely and prayerfully and non-judgmentally, and eventually they'll either come around or they'll see that their actions and uh, reactions are out of line. I find this on the Internet quite often, Pastor Moss, when I'm answering somebody's questions, especially if it's an atheist group. Boy, Uh they label me all kinds of interesting things. Things you can't mention on radio, huh? Kind. I just uh, answer their questions, and if they want some evidence, I come up with the evidence. And usually, it's what I sometimes have to call a thread stopper, meaning I answered their issue, and they can't argue against it, so that ends the conversation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. But that is something to see, and goodness gracious, bless them which persecute you. I guess just as Jesus did when he hung on the cross. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That's what he said. That's right. Wow. 
Shall so we simply use ad hominem attacks against you or me or any of the believers that are listening to the program? Don't respond and try to defend yourself. Just answer the issue kindly and and virtually ignore all the things they're saying nasty about you and just share the truth. That, that's right, because they've got to admit there's got to be something that could cause you to be so loving towards them when they're attacking you. So, yeah. wow. All right, that, 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 that's a lot. What, what, what more? I feel like I'm full, but I know you can add more to this meal. What else you got for me? Yeah, let's go back to what we were going to do. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in a little bit by way of surprise or a little change of pace <laughs> and, go, <laughs> and go back to where we were about guidance. And I'm working off of 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 9 where it says, I'll go back to verse 7 so you get the context. It says, And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. Verse 8 of chapter 13 of First Kings. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou wilt give me half of thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. Verse 9, For so it was charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way, verse 10, and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. But if you read a little bit further in the story, you may remember it. Now there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel, uh-huh. And his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel, the words which he had spoken unto the king. Them they told also to their father. And their father said unto them, What way went he? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his sons, Saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass, and he rode thereon and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, I am. And he said unto him, Come thou home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, Thou shalt eat no bread nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. And he said unto him, and here's where you get something really sticky. Wow. I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass, as they sat at the table, that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but camest back, and hast eaten bread and drunk water in this place, of which the Lord did say to thee, Eat no bread and drink no water, Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. 
Wow. It came to pass after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled for him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him, and his carcass was cast in the way, and the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way, and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. And the rest of the story you can read on your own. But uh, That's fascinating. There you get the the context of the verse I'm working here from, from 1 Kings 13.9. Because this really deals with the subject of guidance. Just going uh-huh. off script and, and just, you know, telling what's readily observable, this man had gotten a direction from God. That's right. He should have right. stuck by what God told him to do in the first place. That's right. And somebody else coming along saying that they had a special spiritual gift and they had a, a new message from the Lord to say that the Lord had changed his mind, you can do this instead. He should have known right off that the prophet wasn't telling the truth because it contradicted what God said for him to do in the first place. That's right. That is right. In terms of practical guidance, Pastor Moss, when the Lord gives you guidance about something, and you know for sure that God gave it to you from his word and so forth, and confirmed it through his Holy Spirit, perhaps in various ways that that can be done, uh, it's good to write it down. Mm. And with mm. all the reasons and thinking and everything else that God opened up to you is the reason why he wants you to do this instead of that. So that later on, if circumstances challenge that original guidance, you can go back and check what you originally believed was the guidance from the Lord and from his word, and uh, be very careful not to be misled by sources of false guidance. Wow. Well, that that's a very insightful uh uh, thing that you're talking about there. And so our time is up, Mr. Smith, and you've given us a lot to think about. So <laughs> listen, thank, uh, thanks very much, sir. Well, thank you for allowing me to be on the program yet once again, Pastor Moss. All right. God bless you. All right. This is, uh, this is Bible Talk. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be right back. With 34 locations throughout Michigan that spans hundreds of miles from the beautiful shores of Harbor Springs to the elegant skyline of Detroit, Presbyterian Villages of Michigan invites you to tour and visit any one of their senior living communities. Guided by their Christian heritage, Presbyterian Villages of Michigan has been serving seniors of all faiths since 1945. Presbyterian Villages offers a variety of residential living options for seniors of all financial means. Enjoy a maintenance-free lifestyle with many senior living options and services, including apartments, condominiums, cottage homes, assisted living, memory care, support service, and skilled nursing care. Please visit Presbyterian Villages of Michigan's website at pvm.org. That's pvm.org. Or call us at 248-281-2025. That's 248-281-2025. Presbyterian Villages of Michigan, we look forward to welcoming you. Explore the possibilities for your life. 
Shop online at gotahalfitnow.com to discover great local deals and 50% off gift certificates for businesses around Metro Detroit. Spa Mariana, Birmingham's favorite day spa, is offering a $50 gift certificate for $25. Use it on an array of mind, body, and spirit treatments, including meditation classes, facials, or their signature Spa Mariana massage. Go to gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F, itnow.com to purchase a $50 gift certificate for just $25 to Spa Mariana in Birmingham. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen-size premium go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code run to win you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dreams bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets or call 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 and use the promo code run to win at checkout for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com The best thing you can do for your marriage is to get healthy emotionally. On the next Focus on the Family, Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott reveal the hallmarks of emotional health, discovering your profound significance to God, being authentic, and giving yourself through love. That's coming up on the next edition of Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Listen to Focus on the Family, weekday mornings at 9.30 on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. We really want to thank Mr. Smith, all the time he gives to uh, on Thursdays to be with us here on the program, and man, what a lesson, uh, what a Christian living message as we deal with the uh, false old prophet uh, who deceived uh, uh, a prophet, a real prophet, a true prophet, I guess, who uh, was doing what God told him to do. Wow. Okay. Great read over there in 1 Corinthians 13. What I would like to do is to turn the page a little bit and deal with systematic theology and a doctrine uh, that is taught by the uh, Seventh-day Adventists. Also, it's taught by the Jehovah Witnesses called annihilationism. Annihilationism. The idea that when you go to hell, you do not suffer eternally, you are annihilated. You are absolutely destroyed, burned up, gone. Uh, and they say that definitely you would not be uh, tormented forever and ever because if God did that, he would be a cruel God. Okay? So you're not going to be uh, forever and ever tormented in hell. You're going to be annihilated. Now, the Bible does not say that at all. That is not the kind of language that the Bible proves. And I can demonstrate to you that the evidence, the evidence leans towards the view that in hell you will suffer eternally. Okay? 
you will suffer eternally. And the argument that God is being cruel for allowing you to receive the just punishment for what you chose, okay, that is your sins above him, is ludicrous. Yes. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss, the Bible is clear, regardless of what we try to do to change it or alter it, 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 st- it stands by what it says, okay? Uh, and Scripture helps to interpret Scripture, okay? Uh, so once we line up all of the things that lead in a certain theological direction, then we are, to be honest with you, almost duty-bound to follow it, okay? There's nothing else we can do but uh, 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 pay heed to the Word of God. And when it talks about hell, hell is talked about in graphic terms in a number of places uh, with, uh, within the text. One of them over in Revelation. Oh, yeah, Revelation chapter 14. And in Revelation chapter 14, it says, okay, in verse 9, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehand, forehead, or in his hand, right? The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. I have taught and stand by the fact that the mark of the beast is not going to sneak up on anyone. You're not going to wake up and someone... Uh, uh, gave it to you or put it on you at night, okay? It's not some kind of computer chip that's going to be snuck into you. No, no, no. Everybody who takes it, takes it voluntarily. Well, under some duress, because it's going to be demanded, demanded of those who can operate in Antichrist's kingdom, okay? But notice, and the third angel followed them, Revelation uh, 14, 9, and the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And then it stopped through at verse 10. Verse 11, and the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever. Okay? Now, some would want to say, well, see, just the smoke is going up. They've already been annihilated. That's not what the text says. Verse 11, and the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receives the mark of his name. Okay? The Bible pre- presents the view that when you're separated from God in hell, you will be tormented forever. Okay? That's what the Bible says. There are those, Seventh-day Adventists, one group. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses also believe in annihilation. It is the view of the uh, Seventh-day Adventists that God would be a cruel God. It would be cruel of him to uh, allow someone to be in hell forever and ever. Okay? That's not what a loving God would do. Uh, I want to say something. To this, first of all, right off the bat, nobody goes to hell unless they choose to. I didn't say they desire it, but they choose it, okay? When you choose to turn against God, okay, then you have to, uh, and, and then 
then also after you've been warned, okay, what the penalty is, okay, to turn against him, then that is your choice. It's not God's choice. That is something you do, okay? Uh, especially when you've already warned that the only thing that can save you is God's holiness and belief in his son, Jesus Christ, who already died on the cross for your sins. The most outrageous thing you can do is deny the offer that Jesus made on the cross. Okay? So I don't think it's cruel of God at all. But even, but even if, okay, here is the leeway I will give. Even if, even if um, uh, they believe in annihilationism, it doesn't help them. Because there's no way that... Um, God uh, comes out of this thing uh, looking good to them in terms of what he does, okay? Because uh, they say that annihilationism is what happens. You're completely gone. Go to hell, you're completely gone. You will not be tormented forever and ever and ever in hell. But what will happen to you? Let's look and see. Let's follow the biblical evidence. Turn, Revelation chapter 19, okay, where... We see what goes on in the text. We're going to try to uh, uh, weave this fabric uh, uh, together for us here so we can see what actually happens uh, in terms of uh, uh, the, the doctrine of heaven and the doctrine of hell. And then go into Revelation chapter 19 and look at verse 15, right? Verse 15, where we, what, what we're facing here is actually the return of Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is where Jesus Christ comes back to the earth at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. And it says, okay, and verse 13, Revelation chapter 19, verse 13, and he was clothed with a vesture, tipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. That's Jesus. Verse 14, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. White horses, got to stop there. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Attention, pastors. Faith Talk Detroit's Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is back. The special event to honor and thank you for your service to the community will be held on Friday, October 15th at the San Marino Club. The event is free, but register at faithtalkdetroit.com and enjoy laughter, fellowship, a great meal, and an inspirational message from Chris Brooks, Senior Pastor at Woodside Bible Church. Everyone needs a little encouragement now and then, including pastors. This is Pastor Chris Brooks. Let's rejoice as we transition from inner 
interacting through technology to sharing stories face-to-face at the WLQV Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, Friday, October 15th. Hope to see you there. Pastors, this is just for you with powerful words of encouragement and edification from your peers in ministry. The Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is free for pastors, but you must register to attend. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to reserve your ticket. Sponsored by Moody Theological Seminary and Samaritan's Purse. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. A young woman and her boyfriend became unexpectedly pregnant. Each has children from a previous relationship, and they were financially strapped, so she opted for a chemical abortion. She took the pills, experienced bleeding, but continued to have pregnancy symptoms. She returned to the abortion facility where they gave her a second dose of the pills, which resulted in the exact same outcome. So she returned to the abortion facility a third time where they offered her a more expensive surgical abortion, which she turned down. The couple instead got married and gave birth to a son whom they loved very much. Many women regret having an abortion, but it's nearly impossible to find one who regrets choosing life. This woman who calls her son a miracle is one of them. Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. You're on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, looking at the fallacy of annihilationism. Uh, there will be people in hell who reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and it will be an eternal hell. They will not be annihilated. They will be there in what is called damnation bodies, and they will suffer forever and ever. That is what the Bible says. And we're looking at it here uh, uh, in getting some uh, prophetic perspective. Jesus Christ comes back to the earth after the seven-year tribulation. And it says in verse, uh, uh, Revelation chapter 19, verse 15, And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So Jesus comes back. Okay? We see that. He comes back to the earth to judge the earth and to rule, to set up his 1,000-year rule. But before he does that, it says here in Revelation chapter 19, uh, verse 19, And I saw the beast okay, and the kings of the earth and their armies. The beast, talking about the Antichrist. He's the first beast. And their second beast is the false prophet. Here, Revelation 19, 19, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, watch this, with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them uh, that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast into a lake of fire. So when Jesus comes back, he takes the false prophet, throws him into the lake of fire, that is Gehenna, that is hell, and also the Antichrist is thrown in as well, into hell, into the lake of fire. Okay? 
And it says, verse 21, And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, that's Jesus, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So, when Jesus comes back at the end of the seven-year tribulation, right, to set up his kingdom, first thing he does is he takes the false prophet and the Antichrist and throws them into hell, okay? And they are there, and then Jesus uh, Christ sets up his 1,000-year reign on the earth. That's exactly what he does. That's exactly what happens, okay? Uh, and to uh, make sure that the devil's not around to bother anybody during that time, over in Revelation chapter 20, okay? Revelation chapter 20, verse 1, okay? And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Okay? Talking about binding the devil. He's about to be bound. Notice this in verse 2. Revelation 20 and 2, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, now listen carefully, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more. During the 1,000-year millennium, the devil will not be able to deceive mankind. Mankind will be able to deceive itself, but the devil will not be uh, helping him do it. Why? Because he's going to be in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. It says, so he will be there till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season, right? So he doesn't come out until the thousand years are over, okay? So in other words, the devil will not be on the earth to bother anyone during the millennial, the 1,000-year rule of Christ on the planet. Okay? They won't be around to bother him then. That is the last test of mankind. It's like God brings back the Garden of Eden again to mankind to see if man, if there's some who still will turn against him or those who will accept him. Okay? It's amazing. Okay? It's amazing. This is the final, the last and final dispensation before the new heavens and the new earth. All right. But look what happens. Look what happens. Notice now, in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 7, where it says this, And when the thousand years are expired, okay, it says Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Okay? He comes out of the bottomless pit. He's not, he hasn't been in hell. This is the bottomless pit. And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Okay? And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the cap of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. God's not plain. Okay? It says, and the devil that deceived them, okay? and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Now watch this. This is very important. We're dealing with, this, we're dealing with annihilationism. We're going to finish this when we come right back. Today at GottaHalfItNow.com, get $50 worth of food and drinks for just $25 from Dave and Amy's. Visit Dave and Amy's in Wald Lake with this amazing dining deal. A great place to eat and drink. Experience their deep-fried pickles, award-winning beer-battered cod, and a diverse menu of salads, sandwiches, steaks, seafood, and sweet-tasting desserts. Buy your half-off $50 deal to Dave and Amy's for just $25 at GottaHalfItNow.com. That's Gotta, H-A-L-F-ItNow.com. 
This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listeners square and use the promo code run to win you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dreams bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets or call 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 and use the promo code run to win at checkout for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com When most people hear the word leprosy, they wonder if it still even exists. But leprosy does exist. It's a disease that cripples and disfigures, sinking adults and children alike into lives of shame and isolation. The man with leprosy said to Jesus, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal me. Jesus said, I am willing. Are you willing? You can stop leprosy. Right now, you have an incredible opportunity to help and heal children who are suffering. Because it costs only $90 to cure leprosy in three people, you can be the source of their healing. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. Give now to help those suffering with leprosy. Call American Leprosy Missions right now. 800-979-1980. 800-979-1980. That's 800-979-1980 or give online at StopLeprosyNow.com. On In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, you'll hear wisdom taught from God's Word. This is God's instruction book. It tells me how to live. You cannot live this life with joy and peace and happiness in your life and ignore the instruction book for living. This is it, God's Holy Word. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, teaching biblical truths that transform lives. Listen to In Touch, weekday afternoons at 12.30. All right, this is Pastor Moss back with you, looking at the doctrine of annihilationism, a false doctrine that teaches that uh, when people go to hell, those that do, that God is too loving to allow them to uh, suffer eternal torment. They will just be annihilated. The Bible does not teach that. In some very obvious passages of Scripture, here in Revelation chapter 20, uh, we're looking at one of those uh, where we see that the Antichrist and that's the first beast and the second beast, the false prophet, have been cast into hell at the beginning of the 1,000-year millennial period, okay? They go into hell, okay? Jesus comes back at the end of the seven-year tribulation. First thing he does is he's going to, uh, of course, set up his rule. He comes to judge the earth, and he takes the Antichrist, and he takes the false prophet, and throws them into Gehenna, the lake of fire, for 1,000 years, and he rules on the earth, okay? The devil, however is in the bottomless pit. He's not in hell yet, but it says, okay, verse here in Revelation 20, 
And verse 7, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. That prison is not hell. That was the bottomless pit, the abyss. But he's released out of that after the thousand years, right? And he, one last time, he raises up Gog and Magog, okay, the enemies of God and the enemy of his people, and attacks. But he loses, right? And it says at verse 10, this is in Revelation 20 and 10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. But notice this. Does it say where the beast and the false prophet were? No. It says where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Friends, if annihilationism was true, it does not take a thousand years to annihilate someone. They are there because they are being punished and the punishment is eternal torment. Okay? And it's the same kind of punishment that the devil will receive. And it is not God who put them there. Everybody who goes to hell go there because they choose to reject God's offer of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, and go along with the devil's plan, which causes you to wind up in hell. Notice it's very clear in verse uh, 10. Where it says, Revelation 20.10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented today and night forever and ever. Shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. It does not say that they are annihilated. Okay? And anything, anything that could be said to make hell look in any way tolerable is bad for us to hear. Don't even have to worry about it if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, okay? He paid the price already for your sins and mine. All we've got to do is to trust him. Recognize it's your choice to make. It is your choice, my choice to make. Choose God. Choose the Word of God. Choose what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you, okay? Accept it. It is his grace that saves you. His blood has set you free. Okay? And then you don't have to worry about uh, torment at all because you will be in glory with Jesus Christ, our Lord. All right. So annihilationism is wrong? Definitely so. The Bible does not support it in any of its uh, passages at all. And uh, definitely, uh, what would make God look uh, loving, whether it's a thousand years uh, or forever, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of punishment. No, the punishment is because you turn away from God. Okay? God created us to, uh, to be with him in his kingdom, to love us, okay? to establish a love relationship with us, and that is what happens to everyone who confesses Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and are born again. Okay? You, your name is already written in heaven. In fact, when you die, your body may be buried, but friends... You find yourself immediately, immediately in the presence of an almighty, loving God. Wow. Yeah. That can be yours right now. If you haven't confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do it. Okay? But this is Pastor Moore saying, good to have been with you. A lot more we could talk about, and a lot more that we will. Friends, we've got 
apologetic subjects to cover, theology subjects to cover, and then all of your questions. And remember, you can call in on this program, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss at any time. We've got uh, our apologetics conference coming up, called Strictly Biblical, to find out more about it. One coming up this one month, one coming up next month is all. Uh, as well, and we're going to have our Monday night Bible study starting up. We're not sure whether we're going to be meeting in person or meeting online, but we're going to have it, because that is what Strictly Biblical is all about, my friends, is uh, preaching the Word of God and teaching the Word of God, preparing Christians to be able to defend the faith okay, and preach the gospel. That is the commission of the whole church. We want to make sure that we fulfill it. And if you enjoyed this program, then you can send donations to P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Craig, Michigan, 48205. Send those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We'd appreciate it very much. This is Pastor Moss, and God bless you. See you next time. by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Download the free radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on radio.com today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.